What's up, boss? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. What's good in the hood? Just hold it down, trying to take care of business. Keep it up. Four spacers. Greetings, everybody. Two. Oh my gosh. Wait, 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 wait. What's twenty-one minus one, Steve? Hang on, hang on. Twenty. <laughs> Dude, how, first of all, how did you do that so quick? I don't understand. Accounting, bro. Sec, what was that? Accounting. Oh, accounting. Oh, okay, human calc. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is right. We are on our 20th. That's right. That's 10 plus 10. If episode of the Floor Spacers podcast. And, uh, you know, today, um, I guess it couldn't have came at a better time um, because the NBA season or the regular season is now officially uh, at a conclusion. Went by so fast. Yeah, dude, it, it was crazy, man. It was just like yesterday when I was like, yeah, bruv, like, like, I'll be thankful for like a playing sport and then like, the all-star game and all that. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But here we are now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, end of the season, uh, literally the playing starts tomorrow. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be brazy. And um, it was definitely a fun ride. It was definitely a very fun season, I think, for a 75th, uh, you know, season or whatever. I feel like we had a pretty good year. Uh, bada bing, bada boom. Uh but, um, yeah, anyway, guys, I mean, like I just said, um, you know, the playing starts tomorrow. Um, Sunday night was actually – there was, like, what, four games at 3.30 or two games, three games, almost four games, right? Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah, there was, like, four – a couple of games at 3.30 that, like, um, that included all the playing teams. And then – and so, like, everything kind of got laid out um, at the conclusion of, like, you know, around 5, 6 o'clock. Um, and so we got a lot of cool matchups coming in, uh, coming our way. Um, and. Obviously, the playoffs aren't set until the play-in tournament is done. And, um, yeah, without further ado, I mean, like, you know, jump right into it. <laughs> um, so, tomorrow, of course, at uh, 7, 7.30? It's 7 o'clock, right? At 7 is your one and only truly beloved Cleveland Cavaliers uh, facing the uh, Brooklyn uh, Nets with the cap – I mean, with the silent F because the F stands for frauds, Right. And uh, that's tomorrow's game. And, um, yeah, Steve, I mean, obviously you already know how I feel about it. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we liked our chances better, um, you know, if obviously Jarrett was playing. But as of, like, I think 2 o'clock or something today, I think Shane's reported, I think Evan Damro reported it, that uh, Jarrett will not be available tomorrow, uh, which makes me very sad and kind of frightens me a little bit. Um, but... With that being said, I'm not trying to sound like a homer or sound too much like a fanboy. Um, you know, I thought we played uh, Brooklyn pretty good on uh, last Friday. And in that second half, I thought we came out with a pretty good defensive scheme against KD. And um, I like it. I think Lamar Stevens did a pretty good job initially. And then the way we kind of set up the help defense um, was actually really smart, too, because I think uh, it was it was at first like KD was trying to, you know, get into the hoop willy nilly. But then it was. And then we, I think JB subbed in Lamar, put him on KD. And then once I think KD got below the free throw line, that's when like a guy like Jetty or uh, Lowry would cheat over and try to, you know, trap him a little bit. And that actually worked a lot. And we actually got it back to the game. We took a lead actually, like a five point lead. Obviously we choked it away, but um, I think with, you know, proper film and rest, I think we should probably, probably put up a better fight. Uh, hopefully go out and win, even though it might be a tall task, but um, you know, my whole thought process is if we, you know, if we lose tomorrow and, you know, we play whoever wins between Atlanta and 
uh, Charlotte, I think, right? Yeah. Um, what's it called? Um, I think we definitely need Jared back for that game. Definitely. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait for tomorrow. I mean, that's the first game of the night. How do you feel about that? I'm in a similar boat as you where, you know, like obviously without Jared Allen, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Cavs, especially after how they've struggled recently with their defense, like hasn't looked nearly as good as it did before that, you know, they were like what top three defense for majority of the season. Yeah. Once he goes down, you know, Mobley's not really, Mobley has been kind of like, he hasn't really been the defense, defensive anchor for them all season. He's been more of like a help guy, you know, he'll switch on the, some guards. He'll defend the pick and roll really well, but he hasn't really been like an anchor down low. And, you know, he's not really built for that yet. And, you know, it makes sense he's a rookie, but, you know, I, I think they're going to really struggle without Jared Allen. Um, but that being said, I think they have, I don't think it's like going to be an, I don't, I think they have a chance, you know, Brooklyn recently has been, you know, if they're not, if they're not outscoring you, what I mean to say is they need to outscore you for them to win. Their defense is, especially recently, has been really bad. Yeah. They almost blew that game to the Pacers yesterday. Uh, the Pacers were sending a lot of doubles to them the whole game, similar to what you were saying with the Cavs did a few games ago as well. Uh, so, yeah, KD has been more of a facilitator these last few games, and it's kind of been on Kyrie and the rest of the guys to step up and make their shots Went with KD being, like, doubled in the focal point of the defense. Yeah. But, you know, I, it's still – the Nets are still – I still see them as a contender – and I, I wouldn't pick them to make it out of the East, obviously, because they have an uphill battle themselves being the seventh seed if they win this game, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Nets are going to win that one just because – just based on the fact that they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, Darius Garland, I think, has had an amazing season. He's definitely in, in contention for most improved, like we'll, which we'll talk about at a later date with when Aaron's back. But, um, yeah, I would probably take the Nets in this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't believe me. That's obviously the safest route. And um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think, I don't know if it's because of, um, you know, Ramadan and all that, but Kyrie hasn't looked, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of been a little bit off his game a little bit. Um, he looked amazing I mean, yesterday, though. But, he, yeah, he was great in the closing <laughs> moments yesterday. So, I mean, he might have gotten a bag. I don't know. But, um, alas, I'm confident in the skills of Isaac Cora, Lamar Stevens, and uh, Evan, and um, – yeah, man. I mean, I can't wait for tomorrow. It's going to be fun. And um, I think what the second game is against – or it's second game is uh, Minnesota and the Clippers. Okay, now that's going to be a really fun game, I feel like. Um, but, um, I mean, I guess for the similar reasons listed – well, the similar reasons that you listed, I think I would go with Minnesota here just because I feel like, um, you know, their offensive guys could probably come through, um, could probably like outlast, you know, the Clippers. Um, you know, there was the Amir Coffee game that we uh, that we saw – um we'll talk about later but um but yeah no I think regardless I feel like you know I think you know Minnesota is probably ready to kind of take care of business and kind of show like you know that they really did make a leap this year and um yeah I think uh yeah I mean there's not much to say there because obviously the Clippers have been playing great and honestly I feel like even if the Clippers Clippers lose tomorrow I feel like they'll lock up the eighth seed um that's just me personally but um but yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a little bit more like less to say about that. But I mean, yeah, I think I go, I got to go with Minnesota for that one. Um, well, you know, with with these playing games, they're one game elimination, like March Madness style games. So there's not really like a right or wrong answer. Like anyone could get upset at any time, depending on who's going off on any given day. Right. But with this one, I'm kind of a little different. I think the Clippers are going to win personally. Okay. And the for the reason for that. Their last five games since getting Paul George back, they're five and zero in their last five. 
Paul George has looked really good as both a, his shot, his jump shot's been falling. His playmaking has been really good. His, he hasn't looked like he lost much of a step on defense either. They added a bunch of guys since he went down. So adding all those guys to Paul George, I think they're going to be pretty dangerous, to be honest. Is Norman coming back, pal? Norm, Norman came back the last two games, I think. Oh, I guess I'm tripping then. All right, I forgot about that. All right, that's kind of scary then. Yeah, actually, yeah. You know what I'm going to say. Plus, also, uh, in the last two weeks, the Wolves have been kind of struggling a little bit in the games yeah. they've played. That's true. Uh, they, they're, you know, we've been talking about most of the season how their defense is much improved, how a lot of their guys have, you know, kind of made strides on that end. But in the last two weeks, I checked earlier today when I was looking into these games a little bit, uh, the Wolves actually have like the 28th ranked defense in the last two weeks. So they've kind of been like struggling a little bit. They they were in contention for like that sixth seed with the Nuggets, but then they kind of fell out of it yeah. recently. Um, but yeah, that's kind of why I think that the play and idea is somewhat a little bit flawed. I kind of, like we talked about it on the previous episode, how I thought that the bubble idea was a little bit better where like there was like a, a four game threshold for you to qualify. Yeah. Like the Wolves are so far ahead of let – me, let me just check actually exactly. They are 46 and 36. The Pelicans are 36 and 46. So they're a good 10 games above the nine seed. I feel like their spot should be kind of secured. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Especially with them like struggling these last few weeks, like in the other teams getting momentum, that could like put them in a pretty bad spot if they lose two of these games and the other teams catch fire. So like I'm, I'm kind of worried for them a little bit. Because the Pelicans have looked really good lately with CJ and Ingram kind of coming back and getting involved in everything. And with uh, the Clippers getting Paul George and them getting relatively healthy again. So I think it's going to be tough for Minnesota. But I still think that they're probably the favorite. They've been the most consistent team out of all these uh, playing teams this season, both yeah. East and West, I'd say. Yeah. So I, I, I would probably take them to still make the seven or eight seed. I, like I'm not, I don't think they're gonna fall out of it. Oh, but, def- yeah, definitely not gonna fall out of it. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I I'm kind of feeling Clippers for seven. I feel like something's gonna shake up. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just completely forgot about the Norman Powell thing, but um. Yeah, it's a great point too because I think yeah, it comes back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where, um. Yeah, like you start to think about okay, like is the system really fair? You know what I mean? Like, um. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, because when we've seen it before years past where you know teams you know lose out on the eighth spot. Um, in like the second to last game of the season or something like that. And then for those teams, you really got to feel bad for them, right? Because it's like, you know, like it, it just comes down to like, all right, who was healthy this game? You know, what what night was your shot not falling? You know what I mean? So that could be the the slightest difference between, you know, you making the playoffs or not. So, I mean, I do agree. I feel like if people are – or not people, if teams are within a range of each other, um, a number that I don't know yet, but – and we talked about it before, but, yeah, I feel like the NBA should probably, like, you know, revamp that a little bit. Just because, like, again, yeah, if you're above, like, 10 games, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you already did your job, you know what I mean? Just because of a recent slippage, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you should, you know, suffer for that, right? Right. Um, and so, like, yeah, if, if they just wanted to do, like – actually, no, I'm not even proposing an alternative, but, no, I agree. I think it should just be, you know, within a range because it's, like – I don't think, like, a team, you know, should really be rewarded for playing better for the last, like, four weeks of the season and then they find themselves in the 10th spot and then – yeah, and they, you're right. One guy could have a great game, and then and then next thing you know, like you know what I mean, they're in the play, and then they could do they could change up the whole landscape. So yeah, I feel like that's pretty dumb. Um, obviously, like yeah, I guess um, you know, hopefully at least I think like the board of governors and you know all the decision makers kind of look at that and be like, all right, like maybe we should you know chill with it a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, you're right because I completely forgot about your know, Norman Powell and, the, and just the general fact that they've just been playing better recently. 
Um, and I think I was watching or not watching. I think I was scrolling through the scores a couple of days ago. And then like, yeah, it's true. I think Minnesota has been, you know, dropping a lot of games recently. I mean, granted it might be just cause like for a quote unquote rest or maybe the guys just don't care as much anymore, but I mean, even if they've been playing tournament, I mean, they probably should, I don't know, but regardless though, like, um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, no matter how you look at it, I think both the Clippers and the Wolves will be in the play playoffs. Um, like I know the, the Pelicans have been playing, making a push and playing better recently, but um, I still don't think they'll, okay, well, assuming nothing out of the ordinary or weird happens, like if you're just going about it, like who I think will win a game, you know what I mean? I think, you know, I think LA or, uh, Minnesota would beat, uh, you know, New Orleans. Um, and uh, I mean, that being said, I don't think, I don't think, you know, San Antonio is going to beat New Orleans, right? So I don't, I don't think he, they're going to do that. I don't know. Like I know DeJounte has been out recently yeah. and he, I know he came back the last game. And they had like all their starters playing like limited minutes against who they played. They played Golden State. Oh no, they played Dallas on Sunday. Yeah. They lost that one. But you know, all their guys are back now. So it seems like both teams are gonna be as healthy as they can be. Like obviously the Pelicans don't have Zion, but they haven't had them all year. So mm -hmm. right, that's true. So like it's gonna be uh both teams with like all their guys that had this season to get where they are now. I'd probably also take New Orleans in that matchup just because you know, ever since they got CJ, they've kind of like well, even before they got CJ, they were on a roll. But with even with him coming in, that just added another layer to their offense. Right. And you know, I I, I think especially the last few years too, CJ has been in the postseason. He's been really good. He stepped up his game. He's been pretty efficient actually. Mm -hmm. And I think the Pelicans will probably win that one. But I don't know if I can see them beating the Clippers or Wolves, like you said. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um. But again, that should be another fun game for the for another fun matchup, I think. And um. I thought it was kind of a bummer on Sunday. Like you said, the early games, how they had all four of the East playing teams like playing at the same time. Yeah. I kind of wish that, you know, there was a little bit more uh, competition in those games. Like they, they all were playing against teams who were either, you know, trying to better their lottery odds or in the Cavs case against the Bucks, they just didn't really care about winning that one. Yeah. <laughs> I they, mean, for, for my mental sanity, I needed a game like that. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. I'm so I'm I'm actually really glad that Giannis didn't play, even though we beat him last time. We beat him last time, but uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, I'm glad he didn't play. Uh, um, yeah, no, yeah, that's a great point, and I think, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, um, well, I, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, who do the Hawks play again? They get uh, they played uh, the Magic. The Hawks played Houston. Oh yeah, they played Houston, but it wasn't a close game. The right person lost like by like they they were up by a lot the first. I was watching that game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was more focused on the Pacers and Nets game. But I had that oh, game on the background. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? It was they were up by double digits at halftime, and then the third quarter the Rocks kind of made a push, and then the fourth quarter the Hawks kind of ran away with it. Yeah, I think they were up by like twenty in the fourth. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw something about that, and I was like, all right, like you know what I mean? Because like seeing all that, and then it was like I think if they won, you know, they would have took the eighth spot, and that means we have to win two games to get in, and so that would have been a lot more scarier. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. um yeah i think uh like I, th I think in general i think it's uh going to be interesting how this like you know planes like shakes out because again it could really go both you know either way just because of the fact that it's like a one game elimination um like you know aaron's favorite uh league the nfl uh which Ooh. you know does definitely bring up the the weirdest i guess results but um but yeah no i think um yeah again should be fun uh tomorrow's slater games and then what wednesday is uh the Hawks and Wednesday is Hawks, Hornets, and yeah. Spurs Pels. Okay, so yeah, okay, so 
So we're going to talk about the Spurs Pals game, Hawks Hornets. Uh, I think I will go with the Hawks there. Um, Same here. Especially because Gordon Hayward's out. And I think just overall, like, the Hawks been playing like better recently. And I think Trey definitely is going to step his game up. And I think just in general, I think the, I'm not going to say the Hawks found something, but I mean, I think they got their crap together, so to speak. Um, I feel like time. their defense has been noticeably better lately, too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we're talking about a, the defense that was like, well, like 23rd in the league for the most of the season or whatever. Like, yeah, like, so it's like, yeah, they did compared to last season. Yeah, right. Exactly. And um, yeah, so I feel like, you know, I feel like going, you know, using that, you know, I guess, uh, I don't know, momentum boost, you know what I mean? I think they could uh, definitely route, well, not route, but I feel like they could definitely beat the, the Hornets. Um, I feel like the Hornets have been a lot more engaged too recently. Like, I feel like they've, with, ever since John Collins went out, they've been like, Kind of running more uh, pick and roll actions with uh, Trey and Capella more often again. Clint's yeah. been kind of like uh, getting like some more lobs. They they've been kind of targeting him more lately. I, I definitely have noticed that his game. He's definitely gotten like more engaged defensively now. Ever since they started like taking some of his minutes play for uh, Okongwu for a while. Oh. But uh, yeah, yeah I think I think the Hawks got this one, especially considering the Hornets played in the play in last year against the Pacers. I think that was the nine ten matchup. And I think they gave up like 140 points to the Pacers and they lost by oh, like 30. Nice. I remember I remember watching that game and I was so just, it was like the first playing game. I was like, I'm hyped, and then there was just a complete blowout. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I remember that game. Really yeah, let me yeah. Down. yeah, that was yeah. I think actually I think me and Andrew were watching that together. And we were like just watching, like, dude, what is this kind of, what is this game? Like, what the hell is going on right now? Yeah, but, but um, you know, the Hornet we, we already know the Hornets aren't gonna they, they they haven't had a very good defense for the past few seasons now, and it hasn't really gotten any better this season. Uh, I did look at the, their previous matchup with the Hawks, though, and I think they won the last one. I think Montrezl Harrell actually had, like, a 20-point game. So, you know, they, oh, I, guess they, I guess they match up pretty well against each other. Like, they're both yeah. offensive-minded teams. But yeah. I think at the end of the day, the Hawks, like, I think Trey Young, we saw what he did last offseason, uh, not offseason, last postseason, and how he led that team to the conference finals. I feel like I, – I don't know if – I don't know if they're going to go that far again, obviously, but yeah. I think that, you know, they should be fine against the Hornets. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be the second straight year where it is proven that uh, Lamella Ball is a bust. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and, plus ratio plus Edwards better. Exactly, and uh, and uh, Onyeka and Balsack and yes. Maxi and uh, Kyra Lewis Jr. Speaking of which, I haven't heard that Ball's name in years. He, um, he tours ACL this year, I think. He's been out the whole year. No, no. Well, it was like the beginning of the season. Uh, well, rest in peace, uh, Kyle Lewis. I'm sorry I disrespected you, and I'll uh, come back better next not, year. Not to uh, – well, actually, I'm sure Aaron might be watching right now. So, uh, let's, like, just real fast. Uh, this is for you, Aaron. Well, did you see that uh, Adam Schefter tweet about Dwayne Haskins when he passed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was <laughs> <fucked up. laughs> Dude, that was dude. Like, what? What's the point of writing that? Like, our, the report is death. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Why, dog. why you gotta treat him like he's like some, uh, like, uh, like he, he's a, like? Why do you treat like treat him as a human being? Just like, yeah. especially when you're announcing someone's death. Yeah. Like, why do you gotta talk about like his shortcomings in his career, and like mention that before you even make your announcement? Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, he couldn't play in the league, but uh, he died. By the way, I mean, I don't know. No, that's a great point though because it's like it's funny because there's like a because I think like us as fans we try to we 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 start to see like players as like chess pieces or whatever 
you know what I mean? Like quote unquote chess pieces, like they're like they're pawns on a board or like there's some sort of like, you know, like machine or asset or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. But, right that's at the end of the day, like, you know what I mean? They're human beings. They can die, bro. Like you don't, you don't, you don't write like, oh yeah, well he never made an improvement to his game anyway. You know what I mean? Like, bro, who cares about that dog? Like he died. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's weird. Right. Then, that's why uh, I love listening to like NBA player podcasts. Like JJ Reddick always has different players on. He ne- like, Obviously, they talk about a lot of sports and basketball because that's what they do at the end of the day, and that's how they they're connected with one another. But you know, just hearing like the, the human side of them, like it's like these guys are just like me. They're like they're around our age too, a lot, especially the guys coming to the league now. Right, they're seeing like all the similarities. Like these guys are human beings too. Like exactly, no, that's what I'm saying. And then, like yeah, and then um, yeah, I, I, is this a sad situation overall? I was like, bro, what? And then a lot of people are calling for, you know, ESPN to like, you know, discipline him and all that. And I think that they should, because that's just still out of pocket. Imagine saying like, imagine saying like, uh, uh, like Kobe, like in like a Kobe tweet, they're like, Oh, uh, Kobe Bryant, who famously has the most missed field goals or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, like in NBA history has died. Like, bro, like, you know, like there's no relevance. A right. B like, no one cares. Like, like someone just died. No, you don't bring that up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if, yeah. if Woj got like suspended for a few weeks for that one thing he did a few years ago with like the the politician, like he sent an email to a politician. I forget exactly what it was about, but oh yeah, but he like emailed some politician who did something that he didn't like, and then he got suspended for two weeks. I was like, if they took action with that, they gotta do something with this. I yeah, they like, gotta do like, something with this one. And, and Woj is much more of a money maker too than. I mean, yeah. at least I feel like I feel like he has more like you know pop culture buzz than Schefter does. You know what I mean? All the, yeah. the all the mentions and tweets and stuff with Woj, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of weird, but uh. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it on the the fourth down converters podcast oh, yeah. uh, featuring ABJ XII uh, on Saturday night. But that was uh, for you, Aaron, and for you, Kank. Of course, of course. Um, I mean, okay, so that's the playing picture. But I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, you know, we I'm do sure have some confirmed first round matchups now. Too. Yeah, there are some confirmed ones. I mean, you want to start with the the Milwaukee Chicago one? I thought like that's kind of yeah, easy sure. One, but, but um, yeah, no, no. I mean, well, yeah. Speaking of the the thing, I feel like. You know, obviously, I mean, what's the stat? They're what, like one in eighty-two or something. What was the record? Like they're terrible. Against- something, something really bad. I yeah. think it was like, wasn't it like one in twenty or two in twenty, something like that. Yeah, some some top, crazy. Just what is it, top six teams or top eight teams? Top eight teams, something like that. Like yeah, yeah. Like it's like the fact that they're struggling to win against like elite teams and they've like consistently failed. Um, it's kind of weird. It's kind of worrying as if, like if you're a Bulls fan. And we talked about it last episode too. I told you, I told you guys where you know. I hop on the Bulls subreddit uh, during one of the games, and you know they just seemed like genuinely worried. And then I remember I was watching, you know, the Suns game and seeing how easily they picked them apart. And you know, just in general, I th- like it's just they haven't, you know, been good against, uh, you know, you know, playoff teams or championship contender teams. And um, and we talked about it too, like Vucevic, like you know, last week had like a dud of a game. And again, I don't, I just don't think he's going to help you as a playing or he's going to help a playoff team. Or you know, just not as your starting center, I, in my opinion. But um, yeah, and I think it's just just in general. I think you know, similar to uh, you know that New Orleans, you know, San Antonio thing. It's like all right, like you can you can see. Uh, I mean, you can. I guess you can list points for Chicago where it's like all right, maybe that could come through and you know help them win a game or two or make it like you know somewhat competitive. But I think Milwaukee just takes the the cake, like you know without really too much of a fight, you know, where they got to, like, you know, sweat too hard, you know what I mean? I think uh, – I'm not going to say it's, like, a sweep or, like, a five-game, like, gentleman sweep where it's, like, they blow them out by 20 or 30 every single time. But, like, I think a lot of people have been saying that. I don't think that's going to happen. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to be, 
Like, I don't, I don't think Milwaukee should have too much of a problem if they play right. You know what I mean? If they kind of get out of that little bit of a lull, but yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I don't really think uh, – like, Milwaukee's obviously the heavy favorite in this series. Uh, and obviously, props to the Bulls for the season they had. Like, a lot of people had – like, a lot of people, including me, were kind of thought that they were going to be, like, this overrated team where they overpaid for DeRozan. Uh, you know, I, I like the – I really like the Lonzo acquisition and the Cruiser acquisition in the beginning. But, yeah. you know, I, 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 didn't expe- I, I didn't expect them to have the start that they did to make it this far. I, I had them as, like, a, an eight or nine seed, I think, in the play- in our uh, preseason prediction podcast. But, yeah, at the end of the day, they just aren't equipped like, to win against a team like the Bucks in, the, in a seven-game series. I wouldn't be surprised if it went four, but I'd give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I think the Bulls can probably, like, get a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that now that they're going to be without Lonzo for the rest of the season, which sucks yeah. because yeah. he was having such a good year for them. Yeah. His jump shot really came around. He was kind of like, we talked about it before too, like how him and Crusoe were kind of like the anchors, of the defenses, the guards, which is yeah. something you don't really see very often. Exactly. The teams, but yeah, like unless they can like kind of figure out, like if, unless they can get back on that groove, they were in the beginning of the season where they were just forcing a lot of turnovers, like running in transition like if they can if they can try to do something with that, like I, I don't really see them having much of a chance. Yeah, no, I agree, and um, yeah, exactly. It's like again, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. Like again, props to Chicago for you know playing great and doing what they did. Um, and then you know it's going to be interesting to see what they do, um, you know, this summer. But um, yeah, I think Milwaukee, like I said before, like I mean, for me, everyone knows that. Obviously, I think you know they're my, they're my favorites come out the East, so I don't really have, obviously don't have them losing, but especially in this series, I don't think it should be too much of a, of a hassle, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I mean, I think I, I still think Chicago, Chicago is going to play better than what people will give them credit for or people will anticipate. I feel like at least, but um, again, that's predicated on, you know, DeRozan kind of shedding that, you know, playoff, uh, I guess that the reputation he has in the playoffs of, you know, not really showing up. Um, and um you know, in the, in the postseason, when the game slows down, DeRozan and Levine are obviously two guys you would love to have in any series right? in the, in the half-court offense. But at the end of the day, in the playoffs, you need to you need to have the de- the defense to – like these these games are more obviously more grinded out and slow-paced than yeah. in the regular season. And that's what I'm saying, series. too. That's what I'm saying, too, because that's like I feel like, you know, like everyone always – especially that Raptors year in 2015 or 18, I think, sorry, where the Raptors were like, were like on a tear, like in the first seed or something like that. And then, you know, people are still expecting a lot from, you know, DeRozan to finally show up in the playoffs or do something crazy, look at the half court. And, like, you know, he was kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? It was like, all right, whatever. And then, you know, same with Levine. Um, I feel like um, he's also going to have to show kind of his stuff a little bit too this year. And then, like I said, Vucevic, I never really trusted him like that. So he's also going to do it. But, like I said, I, I don't think this, the, the Bulls are going to completely flame out. I feel like they should, again, if they kind of – I don't know, like, if they kind of just, you know, take it serious, I feel like they should, uh, you know, make it interesting. But um, Especially against a team that's well-equipped with perimeter defenders like the Bucks. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, moving – I mean, I don't even know what the uh, other matchups are. Just, I guess – All right, well, I guess we can stick with the East. Uh, the the 1-8 and the 2-7 are obviously still undecided because the plan hasn't occurred yet, but uh, – Five or four or five, rather. We have Sixers and Raptors, which I think is probably, as of right now, out of the series that we know is probably going to be the closest series. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be a and great series. Yeah. I'll say right now, as a Sixers fan, I am petrified, to be honest. 
As he should be. We, we, Matisse is, isn't going to be able to play road games as of right now uh, due to the vaccine. Uh, and at least games three and four, he's not going to be eligible to play. He did say, I think, that he got the first shot, but I think he had to wait two weeks at least till you get the second one. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't really know what how that's going to play out for Game Six. But, Wait, but when did he get the first shot, out, though? I'm not sure. You would, you would think that knowing that there's a possibility that you're going to be playing them, that you would get it beforehand. Like I don't yeah, understand right? that. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, it's pretty dumb on his part. But you know, it's whatever. Uh, yeah. I think that I, I don't think Danny Green should be playing the amount of minutes that he will be. Personally, I, I feel like he's more of like a 15, 20 minute guy off the bench at this point in his career. But, you know, with what the Sixers have shooting wise, like we kind of need him to play more minutes than he's than yeah. he should be. Right. He, he has been getting catching some heat lately, to be honest. So that's good, at least. But uh, I think the X factor in the series is definitely Harden. He has not looked himself lately these last few weeks. He's definitely you could definitely tell that he's a lot slower on his feet and his drive. He's not really blown by guys like he was before. No. Uh, his shot hasn't really been falling with it consistently. His shot was really, never really too consistent, but he's not really taking as many shots as he did before either. His shot, uh, he's been a lot more passive recently, which, you know, we need him to be the playmaker that he's been. That's been good. But I, in the playoffs, like, especially against a team like the Raptors, we're going to be doubling Joel with, like, several big men. They're going to be throwing at him all series. We can't expect Embiid to put up, like, 40 and, tw- 40 and 15 every night to get out of this series. We're going to need Harden to do something. Exactly. And, you know, while I do have faith in him, I, I do think he can put it together. It's just, I, I don't know. I, it, it kind of looks like he's been playing through an injury. Like his hand, it might be his hamstring, which he's been dealing with these past two, few seasons now. Uh, I'm really happy with what we've gotten from Maxi. It's kind of crazy that he's up to like, he's like third in the league in three-point percentage now. I would like, I would like to see him take more catch and shoot opportunities, but, you know, it, with him, um, coming off the screens and like coming into his own off the dribble and hitting the shots pretty difficult sometimes too contested. Like it's definitely a good sign. I feel like he's going to be pretty involved in the offense this series, but the Raptors are well equipped with perimeter defenders as well. They have Van Vliet who was an all-star this year and he's probably going to get some all defensive consideration. Gary Trent, who's in the passing lanes all the time. I would imagine they're going to start with OG guarding Harden uh, this, to start the series with him being back now too. Siakam is if I had an all NBA vote, he'd probably be on my all NBA third team for forwards at this point. He's been spectacular. He's taken this has been his best season despite the slow start. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty scared for this series. Yeah, no. Um uh yeah, I mean, you guys know how I feel about it. Well, not you guys, but you know, I've said in the chat, like, um, it's gonna be a really fun series. I'm not saying this to hate, like I could honestly see Toronto winning uh the series. Uh, just because of the fact that, like, I, I think Toronto I, – yeah, I feel like Toronto is probably the only team in the league where you can't get a switch or you can't get a mismatch. You know what I mean? Like, if, if there's really no switching with them. It's just, you know, one 6'8 guy to another 6'8 guy or 6'9 guy with, like, long limbs and, a, you know, a good defensive motor. So I feel like, you know, that's one thing about Toronto that I think uh, could definitely – uh, disrupt what Philly's going to try to do. I feel like in this series, um, I feel like, uh, you know, especially when the game slows down, I think it's going to be like a pick your poison two man type thing a lot with Harden and Embiid. But again, like I said, with the Raptors, I don't know if that's really going to, you know, do much or really going to shake up their, you know, their game plan. And, um, and like you said too, I think, you know, 
you know, they've obviously caught fire a lot recently and they've been a really good team. You know, Siakam's playing out of his mind. Um, you know, Van Vliet, I feel like, uh, I think his knee sounds like less of an issue now. And then, you know, they still have their, you know, that championship aura around them. You know, they still have that, you know, veteran leadership. Um, you know, you're talking about even guys like, you know, uh, Precious, uh, you know, hitting all the threes and all that. And, you know, that, all the that teams, last Sixers game, he went five for six from three. He There was one possession where he dribbled up the court, pulled up on the break from the top of the key, splash the three. I never thought I would see that. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, oh, I saw I saw a tweet somewhere that uh, I think someone said that uh, Achua is like like the modern clay or something. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I was shot. I was like, all right, that's a very interesting thing. You know what I mean? I think I think it was after that game. Uh, Kank was like, I was talking to Kank in the party, and he was like, is that the guy who was drafted before Maxi? And I was like, yeah, that's him. He was like, oh, is he better than him? Because he seems pretty good. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> no. But, uh, I mean, yeah, no, but I'm not okay, good. No, but, but uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Though I feel like, yeah, I feel like if I'm a Sixers fan, like I would be kind of scared of the Raptors. I think the Raptors could really have a chance uh, to walk to win um, with that series. And um, yeah, I mean, especially when you consider the fact that you know Matisse might be out. Uh I mean, I don't even know what else. Oh yeah, and then like I said, like you know, uh, you know, the fact that they they could probably just bring out like a guy. You know, all their defensive guys, they can probably bring them out in Harden, who also hasn't been the most consistent recently. And like I said, I, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting series. I'll definitely be, you know, glued to that one because I think um, – I feel like the four and five matchups are always really fun. But, like, this is the one where, you know, you could say, like, okay, like – like, it, it – okay, I'm not going to say it can go either way, but at the same time, like, like, like we said earlier with the playing thing, like, like that's that all right so what i'm trying to say is all right so like the playing thing is already one game right it's one game elimination but right. obviously this is like a game seven game series this could also go either way just like that you know what i mean i feel yeah. like because these teams like although the sixers are more equipped I, I feel like the sixers are a better team because you know and being at the level he's been playing this season they obviously have james harden who's had a lot of playoff experience you know he's never really won the big one so to say but you know yeah. he's, he's been there he knows what he needs to do at this point um, but yeah, I feel like they definitely have like the two, like the two stars, like not that Siakam's not a star, but these, I feel like in being the harder, the two more established guys in the league at this point. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I probably still lean Sixers. Maybe I'm a little biased, but yeah, I definitely think the Raptors have a fighting chance though. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Um, but that's just for the East, right? Like that's it. Yeah. Well, luck, luckily for the Sixers too, I'll add, uh, our bench for the most part this season has been atrocious. We haven't really gotten much bench uh, contributions much at all this season, especially with like, you know, Ferk, we paid Ferk on to come back this year and he hasn't really done much. He kind of fell out of the rotation some games too. But uh, on the bright side recently, Shake has kind of found his shot. He's been a lot more aggressive offensively. Uh, and what else was I going to say? Uh, obviously, Niang's there to space the floor. He, you know, he'll probably get a lot of minutes in the playoffs, I would assume off the bench. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the thing that really frustrates me is, you know, you know what I want to say? DeAndre Jordan <laughs> is going to be getting playoff minutes. Doc pretty much confirmed it in the post-game uh, presser yesterday. Paul Reed dropped 25. Obviously, it's a meaningless game. You're playing against the Pistons and Luka Garza. So it's not really, like, anything to take away. But, you know, I feel like Paul Reed still does a lot more on the court than DeAndre does. I was watching this clip earlier today where I think I, I sent it to the chat. I don't know if you saw it, but DeAndre Jordan just – 
on this possession, absolutely zero effort whatsoever. So yeah. they they, uh, they put up a shot. DeAndre stands there, watches him get the offensive rebound. When he wasn't really contested, he could have just grabbed it. So they they missed the putback. And then it um, what happened next? The, Did he kick the it off a three or something? Yeah, the ball was, like, tipped back out. And DeAndre, like, went to go contest the three. And then it missed again. And then the ball went back out again. And DeAndre, instead of going to get the ball, he just let it pass by and go towards half court. The, the Pistons pick it back up and then go and make a shot, which he doesn't yeah. contest. No, yeah. So the, the lack of that, like, I, I just – I wish there was, like, an explanation for it. Like, Doc's explanation was if we're if we're playing against a team that's playing big, then we're going to go DeAndre for the rebounds. If we're playing against a team that's going small, then we'll go Paul Reed. But it's, like, especially against the Raptors, too. Like, they don't really have any, like, big bigs. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of their guys are, like, versatile 6'9 guys. So, like, yeah. they're, DeAndre Jordan's not going to be, doing, be able to do anything against them. Right. So I, I don't see his logic, to be honest. And yeah, I, I like Paul Reed a lot, so hopefully. I like him too. I, I, I Personally, I don't think he's ready for playoff minutes either, but I yeah. feel like he's our best option out of all yeah. what we have on the roster uh, right now. Yeah, like that, that's true. Um, and, you know, a lot of people say, like, it's just a backup center. It's not a big deal. But the last time we played Toronto in the playoffs, that was kind of what swung the series. Those Greg Monroe minutes really killed us when Embiid was out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's a great uh, point because, yeah, you're talking about, you know, obviously, like, in the playoffs, like the, the rotations get smaller and, you know, minutes increase for guys. But at the same time, you can't really have, you know, Embiid and then have it fall down to, you know, DeAndre Jordan, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some sort of a buffer, I feel like. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's, that's a great point. And like I said, I think it's going to be definitely interesting. And uh, the Raptors should have kept Jacob Pertl. Uh, that would have been brazy. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but I think – Oh, also, congrats to Joel Embiid for you know winning the scoring title. Scoring title. And, um, yeah, First big man since Shaq in two thousand. Yeah, right. That's yeah. It's also very cool. And um, we'll move yeah, on to the West. Yeah, because we move on to the West. Yeah. All right. Pick your poison. You want Golden State, Denver first, or Utah and Dallas? Let's get Utah and Dallas out of the way because I'm not. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, I said it before. I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a cool series, but I think uh, I'll definitely give the edge to um, to Dallas here, just because I think we've seen how good Dallas can be um, in the playoffs before. And when I thought they wouldn't, you know, I thought it was just gonna be Luca, or when it was just Luca by himself, you know, that they did better than I thought they would. And then, you know, we were talking about, you know, this year by you know this year, uh, obviously what we're talking about, um, but you know, you're factoring guys like you know, uh, you know, Brunson kind of bouncing back, and I guess really finding that rhythm again because I feel like, you know, once he got injured and all of that, I feel like that definitely kind of like hurt him and affected how his play uh, was before. But I think, you know, when he's, you know, back to form now and he's doing what he's doing, that'll definitely help Luke out a lot. And the overall just defense is so much better now. Um, you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, Mavs players um, are just more ready for the moment, I feel like. And um, I think the Jazz are going to keep doing what the Jazz have been doing the last couple of years. I, again, I, I just don't think they've ever addressed what the issue was you know, a porous, you know, perimeter defense. And then it was just, you know, Gobert by himself. Um, and so I think, you know, I think, uh, I think Dallas, you know, being as good as they are on defense, I feel like they'll be able to kind of come out and kind of put a dampen or dampener on, you know, Utah's game plan. Like, you know, every team does and they should be able to walk away with it. Um, that's why I'm not really like too, like, I guess, excited for this series. Cause that kind of seems a little too, um, I don't know, foreseeable. I mean, again, I could be wrong. 
But I mean, you know, the, the Jazz have been kind of playing weird recently. They kind of lost a couple of leads. Um, and I think overall, there's like a bit of a turmoil. And it's kind of weird how they've been, uh, they have the teams, you know, kind of interacting. But um, uh, I mean, you know, maybe if, I don't know, Clarkson come, up, come, come, you know, on some crazy shit and, you know, kind of help, you know, I guess get the, the team rolling, then maybe they could, you know, be better. But at the same time, again, I think, uh, Dallas's like leap they kind of took this year is kind of too hard to ignore, and I feel like that should be able to kind of dispatch you know Utah. Like again, should be a fun series. I guess it's gonna be similar to like the Milwaukee uh, Chicago series. Where I'm trying to say like, like, like I think it'll be like cool and you know good stuff will happen. But I think again, just as long as you know Dallas takes care of business, it should, it should be like a relatively hassle free series for them. This was a really exciting series for me. Uh, but I'm kind of nervous now after the Luca injury yesterday. Yeah, he was on boots. I mean, he was, on the he was boot wearing boot. a walking boot today. Yeah, I saw that on Reddit. Yeah, that was crazy. They said, I think, what did they say? Do you remember what they said it was? I think it was a. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I, know, I don't remember exactly what the injury was, but they said that he's going to be reevaluated by uh, by the end of the week. I think their first game. Uh, let me check. I think their first game is either Saturday or Sunday. Their first game is Saturday at one o'clock, so they need to know by then if he's good to go. Like, uh, if 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 Luca doesn't play, I don't see them having any chance to be honest. But oh yeah, if he doesn't play, then yeah, then I'll take Utah sure. But like, if if, if the Mavs are fully healthy, I'm with you on everything you said. I completely agree with like their their leap defensively they took this year, and as a unit in general, with their uh, they they have like three guards that they can put the ball in their hands now, and they can trust in any possession. They have shooters. They have like I said, perimeter defense and interior defense. Like, I think they have the whole. I think they can make definitely make it past Utah in the first round. But without Luca, I don't see them having much of a chance because they have that heliocentric offense where everything goes around him. Yeah. Um, and I think I think people don't give Utah enough credit. Like, I know they've had like a disappointing season to their standards recently. Like, obviously, we we I think me and you both predicted them to be the one seed at the beginning of the season. Um. You know, and it was deservedly so after last season. Like, you know, they're well equipped for the regular season with Gobert and the shooters. Like, they have one of the best offensive systems in the league. So, I still think that they can, obviously, I think they still have a chance against Utah and against Dallas, regardless of Lucas healthy or not. I think they still have, like, a top five net rating in the league, too, despite, like, all the losses they've had. Like, they've just been blowing a lot of leads recently. And, you know, they, they, that's kind of like what they did in the playoffs last year, too. They take a lead pretty early on and then just completely break down, especially in that Clippers series. Um, but, yeah, I, if, if Luka's not healthy for any part of the series, I, I feel like Utah definitely has an, an edge over them for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think Luka might miss game one, but I feel like he should be back by game two. You know what I mean? I think he should be chilling the rest of the week because I feel like it's like Loki similar to the Lowry marketing situation where he might miss like a minute Loki. But, what game two is what Monday, Tuesday? Uh, I would assume Monday. Let me check. That doesn't say yet. They don't have the full schedule yet. Oh, okay, but yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. Obviously, yeah, if Lucas, if Lucas gone, yeah, that, that definitely changes the whole dynamic of it. But, um, yeah, if he's in there, then I think, yeah, like what I said earlier. But, um, again, I, I saw people too on Twitter saying like, why was he even playing? Like, uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure Stat used one of the ones who posted like good job uh Mavs or something like that like why are you playing your star player in this meaningless game but I was like that wasn't a meaningless game they had a chance to overtake the Warriors for the three seed if the Warriors would have lost and they would have won 
Mm. So it's like there's definitely a reason for Luca to be playing in that game. You know, obviously would rather have the higher seed, especially like a team like Dallas, who I think they were the four and five matchup the last two years as well against the Clippers both times. Yeah. So I feel like they would like to have like a little bit of uh, a little bit of an edge with with a home court advantage. Yeah. That was kind of like what killed them last year. In game seven, they were in L.A. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah like, I, I hope Luke is healthy. I'm really looking forward to seeing – they were one of the teams I was really looking forward to watching this postseason. So, it doesn't seem like – at least from what – I feel like there would have been, like, a, a much bigger reaction from the Mavs if it was more serious than it seems like it is. But, you know, hopefully he doesn't miss too much time, if any. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of, like, these foot injuries, like – they start off with like well walking boots and it's like they can't even walk and it looks grave. But um, I think like as days goes on, they usually kind of like chill a little bit. That's what I'm, that's what I noticed a little bit. You know, as far as like like those foot ankle injuries go. But um, yeah, that's true. Though hopefully he's back and yeah, it doesn't look like the Mavs are too too worried. So I mean, hopefully it should be chilling. Um, otherwise, we can move on to the other series now, which is like another series where we're like not a hundred percent sure what we're going to be getting from the Warriors because Steph hasn't returned yet since his injury that he had a few weeks ago. Uh, they, they not, I know they announced last week that they were going to just keep him out for the rest of the season. It seems like he's going to be ready to go by the start of this uh, series with the Nuggets. But, you know, we never – we don't really know how uh, – we don't really know exactly how healthy he's going to be. But, you know, it's Steph Curry. I feel like regardless – that that team is going to like get him his shots. He's going to, he doesn't even need the ball most of the time. Draymond's going to be having it with him back now. Uh, yeah, I, I think Warriors Nuggets, I think, I think it's going to be a pretty good series, to be honest. Uh, I know in the past, I, th- I think Denver won the last game that they played. Was that the game where Monte Morris hit the game winner? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I know Denver won their last meeting, but uh, I feel like every game these guys have played this season has been, uh, has been close and it's been like, it's felt like a playoff atmosphere. So seeing them matched up, that's going to be a really fun series. I feel like Jokic, who a lot of people have as their uh, MVP, I think he's the favorite probably as of right now. Uh, you know, he does everything for that team. We've talked about it all year. They're without their two best guys, and they're still, you know, where they are. I think that, you know, Golden State obviously doesn't have, like, a, a big man that is going to be able to stop Jokic. But they're, but they're well-equipped with, you know, elite defenders. They, I think they were tied with Boston at the end of the season for the best uh, defense in the league, like uh, scoring, like points per game wise for the opponent. Um, but yeah, I th- I'd probably still give Golden State the edge. They've been there numerous times. Uh, Denver, obviously like you have Jokic and, but then the rest of the guys around him, like, I don't, I don't really see any of them being able to like take over a game uh, like Golden State guys can like Clay Thompson's kind of starting to heat up lately. These last few games, he had 41 the other night, I think. Um, so he's kind of found a shot now. I still don't know, like, um, I I think it's going to be cool to see how Jordan Poole plays in the playoffs. Like, he's been doing really great, especially these past few months, uh, stepping up his game. And it's going to be pretty uh, interesting to see, like, if if they're going to be giving him shots opposed to, like, Clay and Steph. Like, I wonder how much they're going to be utilizing him in the series. Yeah, that's a great point. Um... Yeah, like, yeah, how much would, you know, him and the young guys kind of really step up? Because they've been great, playing great, uh, especially as of late. But, um, yeah, the playoffs are a whole different atmosphere. So, like, yeah, how do they respond to that? And, um, you know, same thing with, I think, like, Kaminga. Like, he's been looking great. But, I mean, we'll even get burned in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And, um, again, like, what's the extent of the damage they will do? 
And so that's what those some important questions. But um, I think I do largely agree. I feel like Golden State will win this – or they will win this one. But, again, I think uh, – wait, they, they never said anything about Jamal Murray, did they? I don't think he's going to be back. Okay. Um, which kind of – It is weird, though, because uh, I was watching the one Nuggets game. I forget what game it was, but it was a few – it was earlier this week. And it was, like, pre-game – he was like shooting around. He seemed like like obviously it's easy to sh- it's it's definitely like a lot easier to shoot around than just to play a full five on five yeah. uh, basketball game forty eight minutes. But um, you know, he kind of seemed like he was moving around pretty well. I think he dunked the ball too, which is like a really good yeah. sign. Okay. Uh, it's kind of I wonder if he'll, I'm assuming I'm assuming he'll be back to at least to start next season. But yeah. I wonder if like he was ready to go and they're just being like kind of extra cautious. Maybe yeah, I could I can see that. Um. Yeah, that's a good point too. But I mean, you know, for the for the sake of, you know, the anti-Warriors sentiment, uh, I hope Denver does win. And just, just genuinely, just because I want to see like Jokic, uh, you know, succeed. And like mm-hmm. I said, I, I fell in love with with the Nuggets like depth and you know what mm-hmm. each guy was able to kind of do. Um, and so I think uh, you know they could kind of come come through in the clutch for, you know, for Jokic and hopefully you know route the Golden State Warriors that'd be uh, ideal for me but it's also true too because you got to see you know when Steph comes back and all that so there's a lot of questions there um to be asked so I think that's a little bit more of the I mean I guess for me kind of a bit more of the inconclusive one it's going to be interesting how it shakes out um but yeah it's going to be a fun series I think regardless I think like I said I think you know when we're discussing like you know what the implications would be if you know Dallas played that game and you know they took the second seed uh from uh what's it called from golden state, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how the series, how the series would, you know, kind of shake out. But I think I like this scenario much better, but, um, but I, like I said, I think this is a series that I'm like really excited for. Um, Cause I think, again, it's like, I just want to see like, you know, what happens. I just want to see the, the Warriors lose and uh, Wiggins continue to prove why he's a bust. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. But, uh, but wait, then wait, that's okay. So that's two series that we did. Is there a third one or no? Uh, well, it's just those two right now. Then you have the Phoenix and Memphis as the top two seeds, and they got to play the play-in okay. guys. All right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, yo, like, in terms of, like, matchups, I feel like the play-ins are going to be really fun, and so are the playoffs, I feel like. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, like I said, like, like I said earlier, I think just overall, I think this year definitely has proved for a lot more entertainment value just because of the fact that I think – you know, I think team construction has gotten a lot better. And, you know, how – in terms of how, like, guys are stepping up and they – it seems like there's, a, like, a reinvigorated sense of, like, wanting to win across the league, I think. Like I said, because I think that goes back to, like, the, the sense of balance, you know what I mean, across the league. And I guess guys kind of being like, okay, like, you know what, like, you know, if we actually, you know, show up, we actually have a chance to, you know, do something, you know what I mean? And I feel like, like, that, that sense – is, is great for the league and it's great for like a product, I think. And I think the NBA like definitely likes that that's happening. And I know damn well as a fan that we love it too. So um, yeah, like I'm, I'm just excited for, I mean, well, it starts tomorrow. So I guess tomorrow onwards until what, June 30th or whatever, or no, whatever, whenever it is in June, like, I don't know. I don't know when it's done, when it's done but um, yeah, I can't be more excited for it. And um, I think um, we're truly really blessed uh, to see, uh, um, you know, all this kind of shake out, but um I mean, it's a shame that, you know, the teams aren't really healthy. You know, again, like the Nuggets, the Cavs. Um, it always ha- I feel like there's always at least one or two teams where it's like they're looking so good the whole season, and then yeah. all of a sudden things just start to, to – Things just die, just, right? Yeah, yeah, they just, it's just yeah. luck at the end of the day. 
Yeah, it's sad, but um, but again, though, I still am excited nonetheless for you know again just the overall picture as a, you know in, in general and you know for the Cavs as well. And uh, yeah, man, I think that's really it for like I guess like the postseason outlook. I guess um, Not, nothing better than postseason basketball. Exactly, exactly. That's 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 on everything. Uh, it's better than college lacrosse finals at Kyle. It's better than uh, uh, I don't know uh, football monk. Uh, it's better than uh, the Phillies on uh, Nathan Custer. Thank you. Phillies actually, uh, they were down three nothing to the Mets. It just won five four. I was watching oh. before. I was actually watching before we started this podcast, and we were looking. The offense was looking absolutely atrocious, but uh, you know, they they pulled it off in the end. Last few innings, I was kind of keeping up with on my phone here while we were talking a little bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, go Phillies. Uh, was it Bryce Harper? Did he score? Did he score an RBI? The what is that? I said, did Bryce Harper have an RBI or something? How do they? Uh... Uh, I did not actually see. I I didn't. I gotta go back and watch it. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that Bryce Harper had RBI and then uh, Hamels. Oh, had... I hope he did because I bet on him to have a hit. Right, right, right. And I think Hamels would probably have a, like a fly ball. That's three pointer, yeah, right? Cole Hamels. Mm-hmm. Cole Hamels, and then I'm thinking. Shohei Tani, I think he has a, he's had a great season so far, and I think uh, you know oh, he's been a great season for the Phillies. Yeah, it's been a great season for the mm. Phillies. They're what? They're undefeated now, right? Uh, they are three and one. Okay, well that's fine. Uh, you know that's well above five hundred. So, um, they've had a great season, and I think you know personally he's got to better and make sure that Charlie Manuel is you know calling the right plays out there because I think uh, if he's not calling the right plays, then how are we supposed to steal third on a nightly exactly. basis? That's exactly. Yeah. So this is what the ninth. Ninth inning, uh, uh, the extra innings podcast, extra innings podcast, yes, or the dugout men podcast, yes, or the million dollar arm podcast. <laughs> okay, but anyway, yeah, great movie. Um, let's go, pirates. I'm just kidding, but yeah, right, um, I wanted to, I actually wanted to ask you this, yeah, as before the playoffs start, like, I'm assuming I don't know if we're going to have another podcast before the playoffs start this weekend, but. Assuming we don't, who are your picks to for the conference finals in each conference? Damn, I didn't even think about that. Um, if it's the East, I'm going to go with uh, Milwaukee, obviously, and Cleveland. Uh, no Milwaukee, and Cleveland. Yeah. No, I'm so, so you're saying that the so you're saying that the Cavs are going to lose the first game in the yeah. Play? Yeah, yeah, and then okay. I mean, as long as I go to the conference finals, I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Milwaukee. Wait, hold on. Let me look at the seedings because I don't want to mess this up. But wait, you say yours real quick, and then I'll then I'll let me look at this. I don't. As of right now, for the East, I would go personally. Milwaukee, and Miami. Okay. I wanted to go. I, I wanted to go Milwaukee, Boston, but obviously, if that if that series comes about in the second round, they would be matched up against each other. I think. Wait, would that be actually? Yeah, they would, because they're the two three. So they were playing the second round, but I think that it's going to be Milwaukee and Miami. Obviously, I've been saying all season Milwaukee's my pick to make the finals. I still think that, you know, they're well-equipped. We saw what they did last postseason. They went all the way to the finals and won it all. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'd probably take Milwaukee right now. Miami's been like – I don't know. I, I've, I've been a believer in them all the season. Their defense is obviously still elite. But uh, recently, you know, things have – they haven't looked as good recently. They're still obviously a very good team. They, they were missing some players, like we said last week, for a while. 
So that kind of caused them to go on a little skid, but I think they're going to pick it up. They, they're kind of in the better part of the bracket, I guess, in the East playoffs for the second round, they're playing either Philly or Toronto. I say that yeah. that's probably the ideal matchup over Milwaukee or Boston. So, right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take Miami, Milwaukee, Eastern Conference finals. Okay. Um, so assuming, okay. I'm thinking alternate universe. If we don't beat the Nets tomorrow, and ooh, actually, hmm. okay. You know what? I feel like the Celtics could possibly beat the Nets, and I think the one and two are able to like. Actually, not the not one and two. Are the two and three able to? Would they meet up in the second round? Yes. Okay. So, so if that's how it goes, right? Well, to be honest, Boston has matched up really well against Milwaukee this season too. Yeah. I, th- I don't think that's going to be a cakewalk for the Bucks either. Like. Yeah. Obviously, you'd much rather have Robert Williams. That's unfortunate. That, that actually, no, he might be back by the second round. I think they said. Yeah, because they did. They did the quick procedure thing. Yeah, they did the quick join. So he might be back. I feel like he might be back. Yeah. But even okay. if they didn't, I still think that they're they, they're well equipped to play the Bucks. Yeah, I don't, no, I, I, like I said, I would still take the Bucks in that series, but I think yeah. that would be a really good series. But it would not be. Yeah, it would not be. Uh, yeah, it won't be cakewalk. Um. Dude, honestly, I have no idea. Um, because I like I said, I want to go Milwaukee for the conference finals, so they'll probably beat Boston. Um, you know what? Milwaukee and Toronto. In Toronto. Ooh. <laughs> no, I'll play. I'll play. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess the, the, yeah, the, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee and. Miami makes the most sense, I feel like. I don't want to drip steal an answer, but at the same time, like... Uh, I, I got you. I got like, you. I mean, if we keep the standings as it is, right, we'll beat Miami. All right, I have full confidence that we do, because I think Jared will be back by then. I think we could beat Miami. But... Uh, that is if you get past Atlanta or Charlotte. Yeah, that is true. That is also true. But I'm also just, I'm just going to assume. I'm just going to assume that Jared's back for the second playing game and the playoffs, and that's how it shakes out, right? But, um, yeah, if that isn't what happens in the Nets, and then I think, oh, I don't know, Miami, bro. Oh, I don't know. That would be a good series, too. But assuming the Miami wins, yeah, I think Miami, Milwaukee will probably be the most, I mean, I feel like realistic and it would make sense. And I guess I could see it happening. It's just, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'll probably go with that. Like I said, I don't want to drip steal, but at the same time, like in terms of how it would shake out, I feel like that. It's kind of confident, inspiring, but yeah, I don't know, Brody. I mean, I would love, I would personally love for the Sixers to make a run, but I don't know with our recent play and with like Harden not looking completely healthy, and with especially with us getting the four seed, I would really wish we had the three seed. I feel like yeah. they could have. I, I would definitely have rather played the Bulls than the Raptors. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. not not no disrespect to the Bulls, but I feel like we match up so much better against them than we do against Toronto. Yeah, but. Uh, Wait, so if they win if they win the Toronto series, then we play Miami or I guess Cleveland. <laughs> but my, yeah, Miami. Uh that's no, Cleveland. Okay. Um yeah, and that's where that's where I think you know the six years road just ends in the second round. I feel like you know what I mean, regardless of whatever team it is, I'm just saying Berlin has got better. But um, yeah, anyway, uh I guess someone moves to the West. Um I would say my finals here. You know what? I think this this is gonna be a basic biatch answer, but I don't care. Uh, yeah. Phoenix Golden State is that what you're gonna say? No, no, no. I was gonna say Phoenix, 
Uh, Memphis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, in, the, in our in our preseason predictions, like I did say that the Mavericks could be – I mean, not the Mavericks. The Warriors could be anywhere from, you know, second-round exits to, you know, in the finals. But, um, I mean, like I said, I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier because they looked so good at the beginning of the year and everything was so – like everything looked like it was clicking. But I think, uh, you know, like the, the Steph thing might be kind of a worrisome thing. Um, and then in terms of, again, how will the young guys kind of respond in the playoffs atmosphere is going to be a big question. And um, yeah, man, I think it's kind of too hard to ignore the Grizzlies, like how good they are um, and how like really just dominating they've been. And even without, obviously without job, we said it before, like how good they are. And um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting for sure. I think also another thing is like, obviously like, again, Phoenix, I think is looking basically an automatic team, you know, to have in the conference final spot. I feel like they're probably my favorite to make it out of the West, but I think if I'm going, like I said, it's probably a basic answer, but I'm going to go with Phoenix and Memphis just because, like, Memphis has been on the tear. Um, but, again, with that being said, I mean, we did talk about it in the last episode where, you know, Memphis, people have, you know, questions about it, um, especially because, again, the fact that the game slows down and, you know, their, you know, their running style could, you know, take a hit with that. Um, so, and then, if you know, especially if they're playing, like, a more veteran-savvy team, um, you know, in the playoffs, I think, you know, it could hurt them as well. But I don't know. I think just seeing what I've seen from the Grizzlies and seeing how, like, how much of, like, a safety that they have, you know what I mean? How much of, a, like, a consistent system that they have, I feel like that might be enough to take them to the conference finals. That's just me, though, unique. All right, so I was kind of hoping that Dallas would would have claimed the three-seed over Golden State because my pick was going to be Phoenix-Dallas for the conference finals, if that was the case. But with them being four now, they would match up with Phoenix in the second round. So, again, not the drip steal, but I was going to say Phoenix-Memphis for mine as well, to be completely honest. I feel like Memphis is being so overlooked by people. Like, they've had this incredible run all season. Like, Job missed a decent amount of time, but they were still blowing teams out of the water without him. we've, We've talked about it before, how Desmond Bain has made such huge strides this year. Jaron Jackson is in consideration for Defense Player of the Year. I like. I know we're planning the awards show, and we had we kind of have our picks, but I'm still like on the fence for Defense Player of the Year. To be honest, like yeah. I have so many guys that I've been considering, and it's going to be a close race. But Jaron is definitely one of the guys I'm considering for that award. Um, you know, Stephen Adams has kind of been like the adult in the room there. Like they, we we talk about the youth they have, but you know, he's kind of been like the connector. I feel like there in in in, in like both on and off the, off the floor for them. And, yeah, I, I just really love their depth. All, like, every guy that they have on their roster, I feel like, can come in and give you meaningful minutes. Exactly. If they need them. And, I, yeah, they, just the way they've been blowing teams out, like, I, I feel like they're being really overlooked. And I I think they're kind of built for the playoffs, too. Like, they, they had their run last year where, you know, they John Dylan Brooks were both balling out in that Utah series, they got some playoff experience. And now with Taylor, I, I feel like Taylor Jenkins is probably going to be like one of the front runners for coach of the year too, because of what he's done with his squad this season. And, you know, I feel like they're well-equipped with, you know, they, they have some, they have a lot of young guys who are on upcoming. They have some veterans like uh, Steven Adams, Kyle Anderson, like I said. Um, yeah. I, I, I really like their chances to be honest. I think they can, especially if Golden State's not healthy, which I hope they are because I want to see just like the best basketball I possibly can. 
But yeah, I think they, they even when the Golden State was healthy, they matched up pretty good with them this season too. They've had some really good games. Job has gone crazy despite Golden State like kind of focusing all of their defense towards him. He's still mm-hmm. gotten he's still gotten his. He's going to be like an elite shot creator for in the. He's going to be an elite go to guy in the playoffs. I feel like, and I feel like he's really going to make a name for himself. Yeah, I no, could definitely see them in the conference finals. Yeah, you can see it in the, in the Memphis, uh, you know, Grizzlies team too. Like they're they're hungry, and they, they, you can see that they're ready for the moment. And uh, I, just, I just really feel like there's going to be like similar to how last year with Trey Young, like he kind of made a name for himself, go, yeah. pushing that Hawks team to the conference finals. Uh, I feel like I feel like every year there's one there's at least one team that kind of surprises people, and there's like a and like kind of like a star is born every season. And for me this year, I'm predicting that to be either be like. I think Luca or Jaw is going to take one of those teams to the conference finals in some yeah, way. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be, yeah, I can't wait actually. Yeah, right. I think, yeah, Memphis has just been so nice and so impressive and so fun to watch. And like, like, like you said, I think like, uh, like Jenkins has done a great job in terms of implementing like a consistent system and a team. Like you're just talking about guys just coming in. doesn't matter if they're like reserves or, you know, bench or starters, like they're just doing the same thing. They've just been, you know, playing, you know, sound. And um was it against like Phoenix? Did they like crush them without like, like uh, without like some of the main guys? I think I forgot who. Jaw was out. Uh, I think maybe I, I think it was just Jaw actually. That was like a few weeks ago. Someone else too. I don't entirely remember. There may have been. I don't yeah, entirely like, remember. Yeah, I remember there was like some other one or two other keep guys out. I remember, but yeah, just seeing something like that, I feel like yeah, Memphis is too good, and uh, I could see them easily just going to the. Uh, to the conference finals, like I said, I think you know Phoenix is obviously just a lock, in my opinion. But oh yeah, you're right. They had a uh, job was out in that game. They had no John Morant, no Desmond Bain, no Jaron Jackson, no Stephen Adams. Yeah, and they still beat Memphis, and they yeah. still beat uh, Phoenix. Yeah, that, that's crazy, bro. Like, yeah, you can't ignore stuff like that. So I think that's more like a you know like automatic given type type matchup. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, we have a we have a review. I mean, we have a review. We have a comment from a faithful listener, uh, Shimon Sebastian. Thanks for the comment, bro. He said solid review. Um, thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, bro. Um, but yeah, did you want to wrap up with the the game, or did you just? Oh yeah, we could do that real fast. All right. All right. So as we know, we had our uh, Sunday was the last day. Yesterday, Sunday was the last day of the regular season, and like we said, there was like not really much meaningful basketball playing because either teams were kind of uh, already in a secure spot in the playoffs where they could just rest their guys or teams were, you know, kind of just tanking, try to get their, uh, their draft uh, order. So I'm going to go through a few of these games and I'm going to read you the box score of some, some random guys in the league that just went off who have got playing time that usually don't. I'm going to see if you can guess it. You kept up with the, the last day of the season. Sort of did. I'll start off with an easy one, okay? Okay. Uh, th- this isn't really a random guy, but uh, we have 32 points, 10 rebounds, 8 for 11 from 3, 14 minutes played. Uh, well, that's obviously a given. That's uh, the big Dolph, Mr. Sexy Man himself, a.k.a. Uh, the best power forward in his prime back in 2014, uh, a.k.a. Uh, the best shooting big man in the game right now. Uh, Mr. The one and only Kevin Love, of course. Yes, sir. And that that was, I, I was watching that game a little bit in the beginning. I was exp- I was kind of expecting it to be a better game, but then I saw who the Bucks were starting at the last second, and I was like, yeah. uh, I'll keep it on for a little bit, see how it goes. And then the Cavs went up like fourteen nothing, 
And I was like, all right, I'm just going to take my attention away from this now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely did go back and watch those Kevin Love minutes. And that was some, that was some crazy stuff. Yeah. Obviously they're playing against the Bucks reserves, but still like, you know, that's 14 minutes, 32 points. You can't really say anything bad about that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just crazy. It doesn't matter who your competition is. If you talk about the shot clock era. You're still playing, you know, big body guys. Like, yeah, that, that was crazy. I was, I was getting hyped watching that. That was like uh, his 34 point first quarter type vibes. I was like, Oh, that's, that's breezy. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was fun. I think right. he had like, I think he had like 17 and like eight minutes or something. Like that. I forgot who tweeted it, but someone like that. Yeah, I know you had four threes in the first quarter. Yeah, some of that. I was like, bro, that's just crazy. That's just hilarious. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's easy, though. That's my boy. All right. You might know this one, too. Actually, no, I'm going to give you this. Uh, there was two players on the same team. Both played 40-plus minutes. First one, 28 points, 13 rebounds, four assists. Second one, 27 points, five rebounds, nine of 14 shooting. It sounds familiar, I think. Uh, Nick, uh, uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, uh, I'm just saying, you know, club on Nick, but um, I don't even know, man. Uh, all right, well, I mean, we'll do like a portal. Is it what conference is it? East, and they won. Uh, no, they lost. Uh, who the hell lost yesterday? Oh, is it? No, there's no way. Is it someone? Is it the Pacers? No. No, I'll give you a hint. They played the Cavs. Oh, oh! I'm <laughs> Wait, is it the goat himself, Jordan Awar? He had 24 points on, but he took 23 shots to get there. Okay, and then, yeah, because he started doing some dumb shit, and then who else was going off? I forgot, bro. Uh... Two two front court players. Oh, oh, Mamashvili, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was one of Mamu them. Mamu himself. And then, yeah, the second one, I, was it the Nassus? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, Nassus yeah. Kupo still dropped 27 without playing. Yeah, oh, look at that, look at that. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nassus did some dumb shit out there yesterday. That's kind of funny, but, yeah, I think, I remember if he made a lot of, like, stupid dumps and layups and shit, but, yeah. Is that his, is this, is that his career high? Probably. Okay. What was the 27, right? Yeah, yeah, 27. Yeah. All right, there were two players on two different teams that dropped 41 points. Both shooting guards, I'll give you that. Also, again, not really – these two aren't really random players, I would say, obviously, but, you know, still very solid performances. Wait, two players on two different teams that dropped 40? Yeah. Okay. Uh Was it the Knicks game? Uh, there they did have a player who dropped forty-two, but that wasn't who I was going. But you, if you if you want to say, oh, because I know oh, a sloppy oh, topic. Did... Yes, yeah, he had forty-two. Uh, I was yeah. watching that game. He 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 was going off. Him and quickly yeah. were going off. Quickly had a triple double. Oh, it's cool. yeah, quickly had a triple double. Yeah, 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 right. But he's still not better than Isaac, so it doesn't matter. But um, damn, I don't even know. Uh, two different people played top forty. Were they the East, the West? Both West. Both West. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, it's not Reeves, right? He didn't have 40. He had, he had 30 something. Okay. I was going to say him later, so I'll just say him now since you brought it up. Reeves went off as well. He had 31, 16, and 10, triple double. Yeah. 
one of five Lakers rookies to record a triple-double with, uh, I think it was Elgin Baylor, Magic Johnson. Lonzo. Yeah, Lonzo was one of them, and then who was the other one? I can't remember who the other one was. But, yeah, joining some elite company. In yeah, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. That's my fault. But, yeah, before I spoil some more, who was it? What was it? Oh, it was actually his teammate Malik Monk was one of them. He had 41. Oh, yeah. As well as Jalen Green, 41. Oh, shit. Okay. In the right. Hawks team, but they lost. Yeah, okay. All right. The next one I'm going to go with. So, this player had 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists in a loss to the Orlando Magic. Who the hell did the Magic play yesterday? 40, 10, and 7 in a loss to Orlando. I don't even know who they played yesterday, but was it in Detroit, was it? It was not. I'll give you the team. They played the Miami Heat. 40-10-7? Yep. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Victor Oladipo, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw some prime Oladipo yesterday. Yeah, I heard about that. Did you watch it? How was it? Was it I, like- watched, I watched a little bit of the first quarter. He was he was like – he started off five for five. He was on fire early on. They were just kind of running through him. Everybody else resting, so they were just like, all right, let's see what we have, I guess. We'll give him some minutes, see if we want to play him in the playoffs. And, you know, he kind of showed up. Damn, this is the version that we were talking about, you know, if my – Exactly. Like gold with it. Damn, that'd be kind of crazy. All right, bet. Yeah, let's see if we can do it in the playoffs. That'd be, but, yeah, that'd be interesting. But, yeah, I think I – yeah, because I remember hearing about that. But, yeah. Oh, what? The Sixers duo combined to score 55 points off the bench. Off the bench? Yeah. Oh, they played the Pistons yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, damn, I definitely heard about this too. The Paul replay, right? Yep. And then I'm going to say screw it and say shake. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Shake Milton with 30, Paul Reed with 25. Oh, there you go. Dynamic bench duo right there. But Doc Rivers won't play him in the playoffs. We'll play, yeah, we'll play in the playoffs, though. Actually, after the game, too, he was like, we're not on the Paul Reed victory tour. We're trying to win basketball games here. And I was like, he just dropped 25. Can you at least, like, give him some props or something like that? Yeah, like, local, yeah right? It's like, bro, it's like he's a, he's a player hater on his own team. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. All right. This player dropped 35 points for the Bulls. Troy Brown? It was not Troy Brown. 35 for the Bulls? Mm-hmm. He was, he was really just doing this in the summer league, too. Ayo? Patrick Williams. Oh, Pete Will. Oh, my fault, my fault. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even hear about that. Oh, shit. Uh, what was his full thing? Is it 35? Yeah, 35, I think, 4-4. Four and four. Oh, shit. Did they win? Uh, yeah, they beat the Wolves. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. They beat the Wolves. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's one of the games where I saw the Wolves. I saw the score. I was like, damn. Uh, who did the Wolves play yesterday, though? Uh, I think they played most of the – I know Towns didn't play in Russell, but they played Edwards, though, for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Right, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember I remember that game, I guess, yeah. But, all right, P. Will, okay, okay. Isaac's still better, but, you know, whatever. All right, last one. Yeah. This player for the Grizzlies had a triple-double, 17, 13, and, and 10. Seventeen, thirteen, and 
Does he usually start? No. Xavier Tillman. <laughs> it was not Xavier Tillman. Uh, Killian Tilly. He did not play. Uh, I'll give you one more guess. Tyus Jones. He did not play either. John Contrar. What the, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, you know what? I've heard some weird news. Oh, and then uh, I'll just do a bonus one real fast. In the 50-point loss to the Clippers, uh, the Thunder played Yorgios Kalitzakis, the, the Greek guy who was on the yeah. Bucks already this year, was drafted yeah. in the second round. He played – he was actually Mr. Irrelevant in the draft too. I just realized he was the 60th pick this year. I didn't know that. Played 48 minutes for the Thunder in a 50-point loss. This man did not get a single bit of rest. What, what did he score? He had 17 in, in 48 minutes. That's that's great efficiency. That's maximum efficiency. He was a leading scorer, though. Oh, well, Despite them having a six-man rotation. Who was the second leader scorer? Waters? Uh, no, Xavier Simpson. They just signed him out of the G League last uh, week. He's, he's, uh, the, he's the guard who does the, the post hooks. Yeah. Oh, that's like my archetype in the NBA, if I ever made it. That's what I'm saying, right? If you were five, is six inches taller. Also, shout out to Amir Coffey. We mentioned earlier he had 35, 13. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, last day of the season, nobody was really – everybody was just kind of like throwing in their end of the rotation guys to get some run while they were getting ready for the playoffs or getting ready for the offseason. It's like it's like when Jordan McRae dropped uh, like 38 that one game. Oh, yeah. Was, the, was that uh, – 2016. Yeah, I think it was 2016. Yeah, because what well, wasn't like then they play like him and like uh, what's his and face? Don, didn't they play like him and Dante Jones like almost the whole game? I don't know. If, I don't know if Dante played that game, but I remember. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he played the entire game. I know that. I think James Jones was playing a lot of the games too, or a lot of the game. Uh huh. But yeah, I think it was 2016. But yeah, that was a great game. I had so much fun that game. That was that was crazy. That was that was discount KD right there. Right? I wish you got more of a. One of my favorites was uh, I think it was the it was the Fultz rookie year when he missed almost the whole year due to like the all the stuff that was going on. Like it was a really weird situation, but he kind of came back at the end of the year. They were trying to see if they wanted to give him like some playoff minutes. They uh, that that last game of the season, they rested everyone. They let Fultz play. He had a triple double, Young, youngest yeah. player at the time at least. He was the youngest player to record a triple double. Yeah, that was that was cool. That was, that was a good moment. Well, that that was the Butler year, right? Or no? That was the. Was it? Might have been the no, I think it was the year before. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, that was the that was twenty seventeen, I think. Or, or no, it was twenty seventeen draft, so it was twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, that was the Bellinelli year, right? Yes, Bellinelli at least when we got them at the deadline. Damn, what a great Sixers team, dude! That was that was so fun. I I miss I miss that Sixers team, right, fellow Sixers fan? That was a very fun season. Especially at the end of the year, we all on that 16-game win streak. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Sixers bear without Embiid. I think, honestly, my favorite okay, – okay. I'm not even, like, a Sixers fan, obviously, but uh, I think my favorite, like, moment, I guess, from the past, like, well, like five years, whatever, is uh, when, like, Embiid got – he came back for the first time, or he played for the first time, and he just went on that tear and all that shit. Wow. That, was, that, was, that, was really, that was really cool. I was like, all right, like, this dude's crazy. But, yeah, that was, that was cool. That was a cool moment. Um, that's when I was a huge, a true Sixers fan. You know what I mean? Uh, that as, was as opposed to now, I thought, I thought you were a uh, team Sixers when we got Harden. 
Oh, actually, no, you're right. Yeah, so I was always a Sixers fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, like I said, it strengthened when we got Butler, when we got Butler and when we got Harden. So, yeah, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, I think that really just wraps it up. You know what I mean? I think, uh, again, uh, postseason does look, look to be really promising and really fun. I can't wait. And um, as of Wednesday night, we will know the official matchups. Um, and hopefully we can try to do a, an episode this Saturday to kind of give a more in-depth, I guess, uh, uh, reaction, I guess, to the, to the, I guess, the playing tournament and what our you know, feelings are. And uh, maybe probably delve a little bit into the awards, maybe. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. But we yeah. have uh, Mr. Joseph back, too. Yes, of course. We should. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be back by then. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's really it. I think that wraps it up for now. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching on YouTube Live, if that's where you're seeing this. And if you're hearing this on you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we do appreciate the support. Make sure you do subscribe, follow, drop a five-star, drop a review. Um, you know what I mean? Repost on your stories. You know, hype it up. You dig. And um, just keep dreaming up the support. And uh, thank you guys so much for showing love, as always. And we'll definitely try to catch you guys on Saturday, potentially, perhaps. And uh, yeah, man, uh, have a blessed week. And, you know, let's let's pray that the Cleveland Cavaliers can go all the way this year and next year and the year after that. And Playoffs, uh, baby. Uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, adios and good night. Uh, Peace. Yes.